Hello, everybody. Welcome to Threepcast. I'm Elliot. I'm Anton. Alex here. And on this mini-sode, we are going to be discussing the remastered version of Day of the Tentacle that just recently came out in the last few months. And uh, just to clarify, uh, we're not going to be reviewing uh, Day of the Tentacle itself, since we already did that on a previous episode. This is just going to be discussing the new stuff that they put into the game, so up like updated graphics, um, spe special bonus features, and whatnot. And also, as is normal for our mini-sode format, we're not going to be splitting it into non-spoilers and spoilers. So it's all going to be spoilers. Um, we're going to assume that you have played Day of the Tentacle, and again, if not, you can go back and listen to our old episode. Although I think the old episode was also all spoilers, because we hadn't figured out the spoiler non-spoiler so thing yet. Just, just, go, just go play the game. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say here. Really, there, there aren't any spoilers. Like, no twists, you know? What? What? We're talking about puzzles, man. Puzzle spoilers. Oh. So yeah, well, yeah. If we mention a random puzzle, you've been warned. But seriously, just go go get the game because it's, it's available now. <laughs> yeah, it's on every platform. It's on every platform imaginable. Except yeah, Anton was you. Anton was like live streaming it off of his PlayStation Four a few weeks ago. It was, it was pretty great. awesome. It was great. We can't get it on Wii U. Okay, it's on a lot of platforms. <laughs> Most all the main widely ones. available. Spend your twenties on this epic game. All right, so. Um, let's get started. First off, uh, let's talk about the brand new stuff that they put into the game. So, special features that don't have, like, a corresponding analog in the old game. Like, let's say, commentary. Yeah. What did you guys think about the commentary that was in the game? I never turned it on. <laughs> okay, thanks, Alex. Anton, what did you think about the commentary? I enjoyed the commentary. It was fun to hear all the little tidbits about developing it. How the uh, Peter Chan had had to do like a background every three days or something. He just had to turn that really fast, and he was running back and forth between different buildings to get his art scanned and clean it up digitally and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that story. I think my favorite story from the commentary was where they were talking about their big place testing sessions, where they'd get all their family and friends to come test the game, mm -hmm. and they would just order so much pizza and beer. Uh -huh. And and Dave, I think Dave Grossman was was talking about how he would have to like keep himself from hovering over people's shoulders while they were playing the game and like actively question them be like what, what, why are you doing that you're not supposed to be doing that mm -hmm. so yeah there were a lot of really entertaining stories on there um i thought overall the commentary was really solid um my own, if i had to gripe about the commentary it felt like there were several core cutscenes in the game that didn't have a commentary track that i would have appreciated Mm -hmm. Like the entire yesterday scene, when they go, they get in the chronogon, go back to yesterday. Finally, there was no commentary for that. Yeah, it was a little weird to me that it was like tied to certain rooms, maybe just because it like. Oh yeah, right. So it's like there's one thing per room, and like even when you get further into the game, the commentary doesn't update. So it's like it feels like there are a lot of holes that, of things that they could be talking about, and I would be, I would have been interested to hear what they had to say, but they just mm. didn't do it. You know, there's a video that Double Fine posted recently where it's it's Tim Schafer and Dave Grossman just sitting at a computer and playing Day of the Tentacle for three hours. <laughs> okay. And I actually honestly found that more interesting than the in-game commentary because mm -hmm. it was contiguous, like it was just them playing yeah. the game and you didn't have those, like, game commentary breaks where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, push A to listen to commentary on this room, and, you yeah. know. It was a little bit more fluid, I guess. So for for our, our, our lovely listeners at home, I have to ask, is this commentary presented to the viewer like the Valve commentary is, where they have nodes that you can touch and they'll speak to you? S sort of. It's like you go into a room and there's a little thing that pops up at the top of the screen that says, push A to listen to commentary. Okay. So it's like, it, it's a little bit shallower than I, I would I, I wanted more I guess <laughs> that's probably a sign that it, I enjoyed it and it was, right, it was right. good for what it was yeah right yeah so it was it was good commentary just maybe could have had a little bit more um, also new for the special edition they added concept art mm -hmm. um, what did you guys think of the concept art I really liked being able to see the progression like you mentioned Peter Chan doing all the backgrounds I, I really liked seeing the progression from like line drawing to like marker drawing to mm -hmm. you know just seeing all of that you know, all these backgrounds that we're so familiar with, just seeing them evolve, and, like what they changed and what they kept in and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I liked, I liked uh, seeing the original versions of it, too, before it got scanned into the uh, into the digital version. Mm -hmm. It's like, that, and it's such a colorful game that it's just fun to see all this original artwork that it was like built from. Like, 
and not not to go back to the commentary again, but one of the things I did think was really interesting was Peter Chan talking about how they deliberately, when he was coloring it, how he deliberately went with a very plain, um, like solid color design for the mm-hmm. game, because he was so frustrated by the way that the scanned art looked in Monkey Island Two, <laughs> that he was like, it, it was more of a, a technical concern than it was like an artistic concern. There was like, well, I'm just going to use solid colors on everything, so it'll be easier to clean up in the computer. Mm-hmm. So th- I thought that was really interesting. Also. Monkey Island Two looks fantastic, though. It's like I, I understand where he's coming from because it kind of. Like yeah, from if you drew the background, like you put all this all these hours into like this beautiful painting, and then it got munged down to like a two hundred fifty six color version right. that's only two hundred forty pixels tall. Yeah, I could I could see that being frustrating, but yeah, no, I I, I disagree with him. I I think Monkey Island Two looks great, also. <laughs> what but, a loser. <laughs> what a <Yeah>. dummy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Peter Chan. <laughs> I could listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was cool though, and I mean, it was more fitting to have it the solid color stuff with the uh, Looney Tunes Chuck Jones aesthetic yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of going for. So, did you guys notice in the concept art gallery that there was one background that never appears in the game, where oh, it's really? the outside of Bernard Hoagie and Laverne's house <laughs> as oh, the man. hamster is going up to it? That's or at least awesome. that's what I, I assume it is. It's this house that I've I've never seen in any anything related to Day of the Tentacle, but it, I was like, wait a minute, I bet that's Bernard Hoagie and Laverne's house, and that they were going to cut inside. That's awesome. But I guess they decided they didn't need that. Yeah. Probably came down to fitting it on an extra floppy so disk or something like that. Do you like have that. to unlock the gallery, or does it... Yeah, as you play through the game, it opens up more pieces of concept art. Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty cool. So thumbs up on new stuff? Yeah. No, that is a pretty solid job. You know, at, you know, it's just an addition onto the game and adding more stuff cool content doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Alright, so let's talk about the voices in the game. Um, they went back to the original uh, audio recordings from 1992 or 1993, whenever they recorded, and, and digitally remastered everything. Uh, fortunately, they had all the original tapes lying mm-hmm. around from when they recorded, and just uh, remastered everything. Uh so what did you guys think about that? Oh, it sounded really nice. It's like some of the takes sounded, or some of the clips sounded like they might have been alternate takes from mm-hmm. the original game. Right. Yeah, I think that says something about how many times we've played through this <laughs> game that we can detect slightly alternate takes. Like I think, for instance, when you're upstairs in the past version of of the mansion, when Hoagie's moving mattresses around, I think there were some extra. Uh, sounds that weren't in the original well, game. Well, he, it sounded the same to me. Like really? He, yeah, you told me that, and I was listening for it, but he just it seemed nor- normal. I'd have to go back and play the original like did for he you. He makes like three uh, sounds when he's dragging it, right? Yeah, but in the in the original game, he just says it once. Oh, okay. There's only one uh, I, yeah. think, I believe. This is, this is the most riveting part of our discussion, I think. <laughs> so we think they may have used alternate takes, just by virtue of the fact that we've played this game so many times. Mm-hmm. But we're not we're not sure. Yeah, some of Laverne's lines especially seemed like slightly different than I remember them. Yeah, I felt like yeah, again, this is how many times we've played it. In the uh, yesterday scene, when they go back to the past, that her voice sounded a lot lower than it did in the original game. I don't know if that was just a side effect of it being on a tape that's like almost mm-hmm. a quarter of a century old at this point or or, or what, but Mm-hmm. Or if they sped it up originally to make it sound more like her other yeah, dialogue. at the end of a long recording session or something. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, but as far as quality goes, I thought they did an outstanding job of remastering it and making it sound really crisp and clear. Like, yeah. I'd never thought that the original audio sounded bad, but you really can hear a difference when you when you play the new game. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, this sounds so much better. Would you describe the audio as crispy? Yes. It was quite crispy. It was yes. like 10 crispy. <clears throat> So excellent job on on remastering the audio. Thumbs well, up. Well, the voices. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, the voices. Qualify. <laughs> the voice. Yes. Qualify with the voices. Let's in move anticipation on. of future. Right. In fact, let's talk about the music. So the music in the game. Um, basically, they they took just the original uh, MIDI soundtrack. And uh, and ran it through a new synthesizer. So instead of using, you know, your old mm-hmm. DOS AdLib Sound Blaster sound, they they just ran it through a, a slightly fancier synthesizer with more realistic instruments. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I thought it was decent. There were some tracks like 
especially in the past where they used like some really weird sounding synthesizers that I thought mm-hmm. had ended up sounding pretty cool. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. Otherwise, it's just sort of a by the books. We ran it through a MIDI synthesizer sound to it. It's like we've we've had these MIDI. We so back when we played Dave the Tentacle originally, we got rips of the MIDIs from the game files that we used to listen to all the time mm-hmm. because back before MP3s were a thing. So it's like we we listened to these midis so much. So that when I started playing it, I just assumed, oh, this is the normal day of the tentacle music. <laughs> I didn't really think about the fact that the oh, okay, I see. Yeah, we had this homemade audio CD that we had burned where we converted all the day of the tentacle mm. midis into WAV files, and the program we used used a slightly fancier sound font. Yeah. That, that updated the uh, the sound, so it made it sound a little bit better than just listening to a MIDI file. Mm. And yeah, it did kind of have that sound to it. Like it, they just ran it through a a tool that converts it from MIDI to, to you know, just mm-hmm. sampled audio. I mean, so it's like it sounds. It's 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 not bad, but it's like go, switching back and forth between the old version and the new version. I felt like it did lose some of the charm. Well, it's like this particular synthesizers that they chose for the for the original DOS audio have a certain uh, I don't know timber to them that, mm-hmm. that, that you don't get with just like converting it through a MIDI MIDI synthesizer. Right, yeah. There's a certain aesthetic you get with those certain DOS instruments it's, that you don't, yeah. that it doesn't transfer. Like if you take, like if it was like a French horn or something, mm-hmm. that like if you, it sounds like an actual French horn, it for some reason it doesn't sound as cool as like the tone that they got from yeah. that in in the original. Right, and it's like if they, yeah, I don't know. It's like I think I'm trying to remember what there was a track. I think it was the the Dead Ted disco music, and then mm-hmm. there's one other like really funky track. Where I'd always really liked the song, but it lost a little bit of the pizzazz in the transition. Yeah, I didn't like the way that the Dead Ted Disco song came out sounding. The <laughs> other one that really bugged me was Red Edison's Lab music. Um, mm. There was a lot of like harpsichord. Like, yeah. Very a very busy sounding song with a lot of harpsichord and just jumping up and down. I don't know. It sounded really off to me. Like something just went wrong in the yeah. transfer. Um, I guess in, yeah. Yeah. In comparison to the uh, both the Monkey Island special editions, which both have like live versions of the soundtracks, I think. Yeah, or even Grim Fandango, where they went back and re-recorded a bunch of it yeah. with, a, with a, an, another orchestra. It's like that. I, I kind of wish they had done that just to hear what it would have sounded like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have just been a budget thing, or it might have mm-hmm. been well, a thing yeah. where they felt like it wasn't appropriate for you know a smaller scale cartoon adventure game to mm-hmm. have like a, this big lavish orchestra. But yeah, I've, I feel like I've been spoiled by all the previous special editions that go in and get live, like, mm. artists to, to render these tracks in a, in a new way. Well, see, and the other thing, I was going to mention this earlier, and it slipped my mind. <laughs> the sort of sidebar that I was going to mention is that uh, there were rumors before this got announced by Double Fine that LucasArts was making a remastered Day of the Tentacle in-house. Mm-hmm. Or their uh, their Singapore office. Yeah, was. so it's like, apparently it was, the rumor was that it was in the works and it was like 80% finished and mm-hmm. then LucasArts got bought out by Disney and then the game got canned or something. Right. I guess, and then suddenly Double yeah. Fine is developing it. So I think the assumption was that Double Fine had picked up the half-finished project and, and finished yeah, it. So I don't know if that's true or not or if they, or if they started from scratch. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what I chalked that up to, is just that the audio is already done in that previous incarnation of the game, and they just were just going to run with it. Because it's like... Since they, so you're I mean, saying the, that the LucasArts team did the uh, like the synthesizer that, update on the music? Yeah, I mean, all the things that I'm, <laughs> I'm complaining about, I'm probably going to blame on them. <laughs> just because it's like... Well, it's like the, with the Grim Fandango one, which I guess they did in-house. It's like Double they, Fine did. Or Double Fine, yeah, that's what I meant. It's like the <laughs> Grim Fandango one was like... It seems like they spend a little bit more time, like, making it, uh, I don't know. They spend a little bit more time remastering the audio and doing it live, and then, mm-hmm. like, up the graphics, and it, like, seems like it had a little bit more care put into it than some of the stuff in Day of the, Day of the Tentacle remaster version. Right, right. So, yeah. I don't know. Mysterious and possibly completely facti- fictitious backstory <laughs> coming at you. right. So anyway, Alex, did you have any thoughts on how the music sounded? My opinion on sound design in video games in general is that if I don't notice it, it's doing its job beautifully. Uh, See, Alex is, has a slightly different perspective. I don't remember what you did on the, the old Day of the Tentacle episode, but... I wasn't on the old Yeah, you were. I was? You were on it. I don't remember if you even touched the game, though. 
Okay. See, we're, we're kind of coming at it from the perspective of we've played this game like nah, probably hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. We're all very familiar with all the elements. and so. But you, you said that when you were playing it for, for this remastered podcast episode uh-huh. that this was like the first time you were playing through it on your own. Is that uh-huh. right? So mm-hmm. you don't really have that... Uh, I have no attachment to this. You game. don't have any attachment to the way it sounded in no, the I, old days. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think they'd touch the audio because I couldn't tell a difference between the old version and the new. Well, I mean, it kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, I kind of prefer the old way this sounds. I, I want to switch it. Cause one of the things I liked about this was they let you tinker with every like aspect of how they've updated it. Like mm-hmm. you could play it with updated interface but old art and updated music or you could do any combination of of those features that you wanted Mm. so i did like that so i was contemplating just switching the music back but i thought you know it's here i might as well just yeah listen to it and appreciate that whatever amount of work they put into it you know at Mm -hmm. least appreciate it anyway yeah and i mean if it's i mean if it's not bad enough that you'd notice that's probably that's probably good that's just, what I was saying yeah. earlier, that it, it did get to the point where I was noticing well, like, the yeah. Red Edison music, or, or the Dead mm-hmm. Ted disco. And by and large, it was not... It, it, was, it was okay. Yeah, I don't think it was a negative, per se. It, just, it was just like... It missed opportunity, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I was just kind of... my, I was just kind of a meh opinion of, of the music. I just we, we love this game so much, we just want to see them like go all out and just spend tons and tons of money and right. just make this the most... <laughs> Like top lavish. shelf, lavish reincarnation of Day of the Tentacle that'll like blow the roof off the house. So, um, as far as the interface goes, they made a couple of changes to that. Um, mm-hmm. They got rid of the big black bar at the bottom of the screen with all the verbs, and they compressed it all down to a verb dial. When you click on things, it comes up with your options, just kind of like what you see in games like Curse of Monkey Island. That it's all localized to where mm-hmm. your mouse is. Um, and you and actually you can turn this on in the old version of the game, which I thought was really cool. Like e- even if you just want to play old Day of the Tentacle, you can hide the bar at the bottom and just use their their updated verb coin, which I thought was really a, a strange experience to to play the old game with new interface. But mm-hmm. anyway, what did you guys think of that? Well, I I just for the kicks, I decided to buy the PlayStation Four version of the remastered mm-hmm. one, so I got to play on a on a uh, gamepad controller. Oh, okay, so you had a totally different control experience tonight. Yeah. Like, I just played it on PC like mm-hmm. with mouse and keyboard. The interface looked really sharp and I, the, the design was good and they actually made it really intuitive to play it on a uh, on a controller because mm-hmm. you could use one thumbstick to sort of switch between all the hot spots on the screen and mm-hmm. then you could use another one to uh, choose between all the options on the verb coin. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know if on the PlayStation version they let me switch or mix and match the uh, remastered and original components. Like I, I maybe I just never found the button. It was kind of buried in the options okay. to do that, because I, I I would have I would have tried it just to see. The only thing that bothered me about um, playing the old version of the game with the updated interface was that because they took away the bar at the bottom, they had to blow up the graphics mm-hmm. huge on the screen to get it to fill it. Yeah. So that bothered <laughs> me a bit just because it was yeah. so huge that it was kind of hard to look at. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, if it's full screen and you know they've got the bar at the bottom, it's the pixels are a little less distracting. But yeah, the fact that it blew it up so huge to fill all that missing real estate when you get rid of the verbs that was kind of like I don't know, mm-hmm. little little more hard, a little more difficult to look at, I guess. So could you get the scum bar on the uh, on the remastered? Yes, of the I believe you could. Napres scum bar. I think it? you can. I'm not 100 percent positive. I never want to go back and try that now. <laughs> Pretty sure you can. Okay. Even though that's not the default setting. One thing I do have to say about... I don't know if this was the same on the PC version, but on the PlayStation version, when you had items that you were just supposed to use, like the tentacle costume or... Oh, gosh. There's something else you pick up with Bernard. I'm forgetting now. But it's like you couldn't actually say use on the inventory item. It would just be like you would pick, click the item in your inventory, and then it would automatically use it as soon mm-hmm. as you got it out. Right, right. So that was kind of strange. But it's like, I, th- I guess that was just kind of a concession to the platform where they had to make it work somehow. Yeah, there was something else, like, going back to Hoagie moving mattresses around upstairs. <laughs> like, that was something where it was kind of dependent on the sentence line on the old mm, interface. So uh-huh. it was sort of like, use mattress, and then it kept it on the on your cursor. And, you know, it, yeah. was, it was just the, the change of the nature of the puzzle slightly. Uh-huh. Um, 
It was, yeah, we're it was we're cool, really though. getting really detailed <laughs> with super this. Nitpicky, yeah. yeah, it was cool though. I enjoyed being able to cycle through inventory items with the shoulder buttons. That was nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of want to try it with a controller now that you're describing it. It sounds like it was really smooth. They, yeah, they found a really good way to make it playable on a controller, and it, mm. it was fun just because they could sit on the couch and you know get comfy and play Day of the Tentacle. I appreciate that they didn't just take the easy route and just make it so well. One joystick moves the cursor on uh -huh. the screen around. Yeah, they actually and like the stroller runs your left click and right click. Right, right. That would have been the easy route. So they, they did put a lot of effort into yeah. the interface. Well, that's what they did on the scum or on the old version, at least with the scum interface. Oh, so if you switch back to the old interface. Yeah, you just move the well, cursor. Well, around. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, the remastered uh -huh. version is naturally going to have all those yeah, you know, differences. Anyway, so thumbs up on the interface. Yes. Good work. Oh, actually, I had I had one nitpick about this. Okay. Um, so one thing they did was, so in, in olden days when you just had the verbs on mm -hmm. the screen, it was not obvious like which verbs would not work on certain items. Mm -hmm. So like you could say, I don't know, pick up door, yeah. and the game wouldn't try to stop you. It would just let you do that. Uh -huh. So with the remastered version, they actually made it so if you click on a door, for instance, they take away all of the verbs that don't make sense for that option, that don't have a line mm -hmm. that the character is going to say that's unique to that. So it kind of took away some of the mystery of certain puzzles where you'd click mm -hmm. on something and it was like, oh, I can only pick this up or talk to it. And it kind of like took away some of the experimentation mm -hmm. that might have been involved if you had nine verbs and you had no idea which ones would work. Yeah. So I mean, that yeah, it's kind of the style though. It's like old adventure games like Maniac Mansion, they gave you a ton of verbs cuz they want it to be like more like you're experiencing this world and you have all of these verbs and you're supposed to like think about how what you'd actually be doing and use mm -hmm. the verbs to do the things that you're thinking of. Right. Like in a text game sort of way. Where new games like Broken Age, they just give you a mouse and you click on things and it's like you interact with it. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it just like, totally eliminates the verbs and right. just skips to the most logical so thing. So they sort of push it a little bit more in that direction. Right, yeah, I was trying, kind of trying to streamline it to like, mm -hmm. what's the most obvious thing to do here? So it's like, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I was, right. Yeah, I don't feel like it was a positive or a negative. It was just, it kind of changed the nature of yeah some things. Like there was a, in George Washington's bedroom in the past, there's like a rope... I think this. I'm think. I think this is right. Just randomly, the rope has all nine verbs available, just because mm -hmm. in in the code, like Hoagie will say something specific for each of those nine verbs. Well, I had some items I could. I had verbs for where it would just be the generic answer. He's like, mm -hmm. well, why was that verb there? I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of weird that way, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was just something I noticed. I, I just changed the nature of the game uh -huh. slightly. Yeah. So. Fun facts. Fun facts. So I saved this topic for last because I feel like this is probably going to be the most... Uh, just based on our conversations leading up to recording this, um, we, we've had the most disagreements about this, so I thought we'd save this for last. And that's just the uh, the remastered art for this. Um, <laughs> is it okay if I go first? Because I feel like I'm going to have less to say. Can I be the referee? Yes. Yeah, so in this referee. corner, defending the graphics, you have Elliot Ridgeway. Ah! Oh, in this corner, the mean, the brute, Anton. <laughs> so we, 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 we had we've had conversations on previous episodes about this. As screenshots started coming out and the trailer came out, we were talking about what do you guys think of the art? Do you think they're doing justice to? The original intent of, you know, when this game came out in 93, which was to make it look like a, a Chuck Jones cartoon. And so I was kind of like, of the before the game came out, I was kind of of the opinion that, well, I don't really like how this looks. It's okay, but it's kind of like, I'm kind of like, I, I was on the fence, but now I'm kind of falling off the fence <laughs> towards where it's like, yeah, this doesn't look great, but some of it looks good, some of it doesn't. So I just kind of like, well, I'll wait till the game comes out and then decide. So as I'm starting it, like in within the first five minutes, I'm like, okay, this this is not good. I don't I don't like the way this looks. But then like after I had been watching it that way for about five minutes, like when they get to the lobby and you're on the first puzzle of finding Dr. Fred's lab, it, it was the, at that point where I was like, okay, this I kind of like the way this looks. Like it was just kind of like my eyes adjusted enough to where I, I got used to it, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I overall, like it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like, uber polished to where it was like 100% perfect like there were little niggles that bothered me um on, on 
for positives, like just things I absolutely loved. I thought the opening credits cutscene was fabulous. I thought they did a, a fantastic job of remastering I, I, that and making it look I, I just, I accurate. Like, I like to say their little niggle niggles. You said their little niggles that bother you. Yes. Yes. And I was wondering what is a niggle. You know, it's, it's you know, it's like a thing that bothers you. Oh, okay. You know, the, the, the niggles. <laughs> niggles. Okay, just wondering. It's the niggles that really that get you. <laughs> they bite your heel and you die. Mm-hmm. So I thought the opening credits looked great. Um, that was really impressive. Um, I, overall, I liked the backgrounds. I thought that generally they were they were really like like an upscale. <laughs> Anton's making faces at me. <laughs> it's like I, I I did like the graphics overall. There were just little corners little that there are little, little corners niggles. they cut little that little I, they keep like coming it. back to mind. Well, so like there would be like foreground stuff like Anton and I call it z-buffering where you have like a thing in the foreground that you're obviously not supposed to interact with it's just like a black silhouette that the character goes behind in the backgrounds they would like fuzz out the foreground which is you know looked good until it came time for the character to go behind that thing and then it was like they didn't they didn't do the the uh the process correctly so that they would go behind the fuzzy part it was like there was a hard edge that they would go behind so mm-hmm. it looked weird yeah. I know it's hard to describe it in, in in words. It's like if you see it, it's like well, yeah, it's immediately well, obvious well, what's wrong. Well, imagine that margin something in the foreground. It has little niggles all around it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was just a hard pixel edge that the character would go behind. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with the animation. I thought the animation was generally pretty solid. Um, there was some weirdness at the end of the game where uh, when the character would the characters would get shrunk by the diminuator that it would be like they would teleport a little bit they would like float off the ground or something that was probably in the game's code originally but you couldn't see it because the resolution was smaller um something i did really like though um there were all these little fun details like signs that didn't have alphabet mm. characters on it in the original game just because the resolution was so small that they like added in all these little like signage jokes that weren't there before so, like, in the original game, there's this sign in the motel lobby that just says no, and then there's some text underneath, but you can't read it because it's so small. And in the remastered version, they changed it to no running with scissors, <laughs> which is just, like, so bizarre and uh-huh. random. It's like, why would you put that in a motel lobby? And, um, and like, in the laundry room, they had this, like, want ad for, like, a cat that was for sale. And mm-hmm. um, Oh, and in the, uh, the party room in the motel, they had this bottle that was, like, way in the background that said gold flakes on it. Which I thought was really funny, kind of an anachronistic thing because the, it was a reference to Grim Fandango, which hadn't come out at the time the Day of the Tentacle had. So that was kind of a, a like a little funny detail mm-hmm. I thought I appreciated. Yeah, overall, like I thought it was serviceable. I didn't hate the graphics. I thought that they were decent. Let's put it that way. I didn't didn't like make me want to pull my hair out. But at the same time, you know they could have maybe spent a, an extra month or two polishing so 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 you'd say this is really good really good but it had little little like you know niggles yeah yeah I, alex i appreciate that you really <laughs> like that word now and that you're using it's it your, alex's new favorite word like, <laughs> you're favorite. gonna say it all the, the time day of the niggles day of the niggles that's the name of this podcast <laughs> so anton um what did you think about the graphics in this? Okay. Well, so all the way leading up to the game, I was super critical of all the screenshots, and um, some of the stuff that I was complaining about, they actually did address in the final version. Like, there were a lot of screenshots where I saw parts of the background that were, like, the same, or the original pixels from the original background, and it was clear they were just kind of tracing over it, and they missed a spot and kind of forgot. So, actually, that yeah, that uh, that cat for sale sign that I brought mm. up, that was actually something we discussed specifically. Yeah. Because in, origi- in a previous episode, we were talking about that screenshot Anton was complaining mm. about, the fact that that was still pixels. Mm-hmm. And they did actually get around to it in the time since we recorded yeah. that. So, so it's yeah. like, oh, that was good. There were still pixels. I saw pixels. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was So, as I was playing it, I decided it would be funny if I just took pictures of all of the problems that I was seeing and sent them to Ellie. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm it. just I'm doing stuff like after work in the evening. Anton's playing through Day of the Tentacle, and periodically I'd get a text message from him where it was this intense close up. I guess he took a picture of his TV. Just mm. an intense close up. Put his phone right against the TV. <laughs> just a little corner of the background that did they missed and didn't update the pixels. Mm-hmm. And just and then the, the text message was like, "This is not acceptable." Uh huh. It was. I don't know. 
I mean, so it was one of those things where it was like, well, you said that in the in the end of the game when you're bowling for tentacles, like there's yeah. a spot like behind, like on the, the on the sludgeomatic pipe behind the uh, tentacle stack of ten tentacles. There's just like like the the bolts on the pipe are still pixelated, mm-hmm. and there was st- little things like that that just kind of took me out of the experience. And I was like, oh, but it was because it, it was be- mostly because I was looking for it. I think if I if I weren't like about ha- three quarters of the way through the game, I was like, I can't take this anymore. So I just decided to stop, <laughs> st- try purposely stop noticing, and then it was fine. It's like it's not gonna kill your enjoyment of the game, and if it is, you can always switch back to the old one, which is still there. Right. So it was it was fine. You know, it's it's good, and I'm glad that uh, I don't know. I mean, it it looked nice on the TV in general, just to have all the smooth edges and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like I appreciate it for what it is. It just feels like a lot of missed potential. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't know. I I was I guess when I played the game originally, my brain is just sort of interpreting the pixels and what I imagined it looked like, and I imagined it looked like a nice, clean, like Looney Tunes drawing with thin edges and mm-hmm. sharp. You know, everything's really sharp looking and right. Even though it is solid colors and that's sort of the aesthetic, it's like it still like looks nice and intentional and quality. And this Day of the Tentacle kind of came out looking like a lot of corners were cut. Is they used these varying width brushes or something because all the lines were really smudgy and weird. It's like Bernard's ears, like 75% the same color because the, they just kind of smudged it all together and it was kind of disconcerting. And it's like you said, there were some animations where the sprites would kind of move around when they're standing in the same place just because they didn't bother to go back spots. and fix it. Yeah, they, they, I don't know. There's little things like that really bothering me all the way through. We're like... There's the background in the past when you go out to Ben Franklin's, like, kite-flying spot, mm-hmm. where all the grass is really detailed, like they traced over with, like, a brush or something. Everything's all fuzzy, and the trees are all fuzzy, and then you mm-hmm. go, like, across the screen, and suddenly everything's hard edges, and it's all sharp, and it's like, this is, like... Yeah, that actually did bug me, like, yeah. just right out of the gate. That first background, when it's showing you the, uh, like, this bird's eye view of the mansion and mm. it pans over and you see the sludgeomatic mm-hmm. they were like alternating between hard edges and then like the trees had fuzzy edges so like it was fooling my brain mm-hmm. to the point where it's like wait a minute they didn't update those trees those trees are still pixely because i was mm-hmm. seeing the mansion that was smooth and then the trees were all bumpy mm-hmm. and so yeah i i kind of agree that there's like a clash of like styles they, they could should have picked one or the other yeah and then there were some things where it was like I feel like the artistic intent was kind of lost Mm. a little bit. Like, the original, like, style of it was kind of corrupted and tracing over it. It's like in in George Washington's bedroom, the George sleeps here sign was kind of looking funky. I don't know. It's little little details or it's i remember you got really salty about the phone in Dwayne's room yeah it's like the whole table with the chinese food and the phone it's all i don't know the art style is like i it just feels like they weren't like interpreting it in the way that your brain would interpret it naturally and they were more like just sort of tracing over the pixels exactly and not really paying too much attention to the overall what is this supposed to be Mm. so there's sort of a predominance of like rectangles and trapezoid shapes and like triangles everywhere and it was just kind of sometimes kind of gross looking see but i liked that i liked the fact that there were like geometric shapes all over the place i I like which i think was partially the intent originally was like the exterior of the mansion in the future there are all these triangle windows that are just all at wacky angles right so i think that there was like this idea that there would be like these predominantly geometric shapes that would I'm uh, right, covering this the background. I'm not talking about the shapes of objects. I'm type, talking about the textures and the colors on objects. And th- ev- things were just divided into like rectangles and triangles and it just there were I a mean, lot of I mean it's a legitimate art style. Like I think I don't think that you can write that off as laziness. Mm. I mean maybe you could say that wasn't the original intent of the background. It's kind, it's kind of at least as I interpreted it. And going back and looking at the concept art, I was like something was lost here. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of it just looks like lazy, lazy updates, and it was kind of irritating me. So it's like the background. Do, do you remember that scene from Jurassic Park mm-hmm. where Jeff Goldblum's character is, is chewing out? I forget his name. I'm sorry. I haven't seen Jurassic Park in a long time. <laughs> the guy. The, the scientist? The, well, the, Jeff Goldblum, the scientist with the sunglasses, is chewing out the guy who's running the park. Yeah, the old scientist. And he's like telling him, you know, that it didn't take any discipline to get here. Mm. It's like you stood on the shoulders of giants and you just did it as fast as possible and slapped mm. a, slapped a label on it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. This is not an exact quote from Jurassic <laughs> Park, but it's kind of reminding me of that sentiment. Is like you took took something that somebody else did, and you just kind of rushed through it as yeah. fast as possible. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I would have liked them to take a little bit more time so, with it. So it, what, what, it looks well, it's what, like... So what, what you're telling me is that they have the tentacle is going to start trying to kill everyone? Yes, it's going to break through the electric enough. fence and uh-huh. kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for, if we, like... See, here's my feeling about it. For me, the low end of the spectrum on remastered adventure games is the original Secret of Monkey Island remastered version, which mm-hmm. we haven't yet reviewed on this podcast, but... That had a lot of issues to where there were just huge swaths of pixels that they missed. Mm-hmm. And it just went with this wacky kind of half-measure half art style where they had some uh, cool ideas, but then they just kind of like slapped the rest of it together. Mm-hmm. To me, having played through that, I feel like Day of the Tentacle is not that bad. Well, I feel like there was an, it was like some care went into it. On the other end of the spectrum, I feel like the Monkey Island 2 Special Edition is incredibly lavish where they like picked mm-hmm. a really interesting art style and stuck with it. And the backgrounds are just very, very detailed, and just like they owned, like the the updates that they were doing mm-hmm. to the art, like they just they picked a new style for it and went whole hog with it. Yeah, I feel like Day of the Tentacle, the the remastered version, is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's more consistent than Secret of Monkey Island, but it, it seems to me like it has there's le- it was less like we have an art style in mind and we're going to try to adhere to it, and more like we have no art style in mind and they're pixels and we're here to trace over them with a smudgy digital pen yeah right and it, it so it's like if, they, if they'd made it look different like if it was still tracing but it looked different like I w- it, it looks like a legit looney tunes yeah for, for instance then you would have been fine with it that's it just yeah it just the fact that they didn't really own anything it was just like right. upscaling yeah i think it looked like one of those like super nintendo emulators where you just turn on a filter and it smudges the pixels together mm-hmm. in an attempt i mean to at least they smoother. didn't do that because i've seen screenshots of day of the tentacle no, they yeah. just do a straight like, i mean you can do that pixel interpolation yeah <clears throat> yeah and then there were just uh what i what i might describe as niggles <laughs> <laughs> no there were the <laughs> So there were there were other small problems like there was a cutscene in the future where future evil green tentacle is talking to uh, purple tentacle, and I was switching it. I couldn't believe it. So I was switching it back and forth between the old and new versions, and in the old version it looked fine. In the new version, for some reason, even though green tentacle is standing in front of purple tentacle's desk, the top of his head is like behind the desk. And it was, <laughs> I was switching it back and forth because like yeah okay yeah they done goofed. Wow. I don't know stuff like that, or yeah. So I guess what I, I would boil. So I've, I've I complained to Ellie a lot about this, but I would yeah, boil. That, you're getting you guys are getting like the thought through version. I got yeah. like the unfiltered ranting. The, about yeah, the, the unfiltered tenacity. rage. I remember like there was this one picture that had there was. Thanks, guy. There was one picture that I got that was like there was no text on it. It was just this close up of the Chronogon from the past when you're standing way away from it on the hill with mm. Ben Franklin the Chronogon's way in the background and I just got this close up the Chronogon is just like this ugly rectangle <laughs> well the propellers are, were just the pixels from the original version well that too yeah that was the main thing mm. in the light bulb and everything right uh, yeah I would I don't know I mean it, it's it's not bad and it looks nice on a big TV to have it be smoother but I feel I would like describe it, it, it as like a faithful I mean, if you could just put the niggles aside, like, it was just, like, a faithful update of the graphics. Like, they didn't go in any direction with it. That's yeah. how That's how I'm looking at it. It's just, they just took the graphics as is. They didn't, they didn't, weren't, they didn't, like, take any stylistic, artistic license with it. They just updated what was there. Well, see, the, re- only, the reason, the problem I have with it is that it's faithful to the graphics as they were, but it's mm-hmm. not faithful to the graphics as they were intended to be. Like, yeah. it, it dropped the ball as far as, like, making it look like the artist were probably originally intending it to look. Like, they didn't... You, you think that they didn't go back to the original concept art and trace over that. They just took the pixels and they drew on top of them. Right. And it was, it was saddening. Or there were things, like, like when Laverne is talking, like, there's one of... I think it was when she's facing away from the camera. Yeah, facing up. Uh-huh. Her hair will, like, do this thing when she's talking where it's sort of... Uh, 100% flat. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's flat. Okay, so in the original so it's, it's, one, it looks... Because her hair is bushy, so you can't see exactly what's happening, but it looks like it's kind of turning with her head. Uh-huh. In the new version, they just took the flat, like, hair sprite and just sort of skewed it from mm-hmm. different head angles. Yeah, right, that's what I meant. That it was just like, like there's this flat yeah, 2D it's plane like, it's sitting like a on pancake her head. of hair. It's just moving. <laughs> it just looked kind of weird. So it's stuff like that. 
So it's like there's graphics that were okay. Okay, I have to complain about this specifically. Just I want to call this out. So the newspapers in the present, they just wrote the text in Times New Roman, left centered. See that didn't bother me because that's how a newspaper would look. No, only the butt ugly times. <laughs> it's the most. I mean, it was use, horrible. They would use Times New Roman in a newspaper. They might use Times New Roman, but they wouldn't like have it in a big empties like blob. They, of no, empty no, no, space. no, no, no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. They fixed this. It was worse in the trailer. That's probably true, but it still looked bad. I can feel your anger. <laughs> Let okay. it consume you. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I thought the newspapers looked fine. I didn't. That didn't bother me. That bothered me a lot. It's Times New Roman. Yeah, it's Times. Don't ever use Times New Roman for anything. But I thought that it like fit in like the context of it being a newspaper. But it doesn't edit. look like a good newspaper. It looks like like somebody. Like a nine-year-old printed out in a Microsoft <laughs> Word document. It's like they could have done better. I've seen a lot of better cartoon newspapers. All it right, was ugly. Fine. Okay, so anyway, so my main problems did you, are. Did you notice? What? This is just something odd that I noticed that as it's spinning towards you, I was trying to read. There was like some placeholder text. <laughs> oh on gosh, there. I, I, I believe I, it. I was trying to read it. I didn't bother to like film it, like take a screen capture or anything like that. But it looked like the word Albuquerque was in there. <laughs> okay. Which. I, I live in Albuquerque. That was probably why I noticed it. Subliminal it messaging. Weird. Yeah, I want to go back and screen capture that. Well, and I, I probably know why it would be placeholder text, just because they were tracing over the... Or, well, they're not tracing over, I guess, specifically, but because it's, like, running on top of the uh, the old version of the game. It's the sprites for it spinning up to the camera, and the old version were just, like, scribbles there until oh, it gets up. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So yeah. that's probably why they And then, just... yeah, they wouldn't apply the actual text until it right. filled the screen. Right. Yeah, even so. I don't know. So it's like the graphics were kind of lazy. They could have done a lot more. The sp- the, that's just the backgrounds. And the sprites are kind of smudgy looking. There were rogue pixels that bothered me. But not as many as there could have been. It's like Bernard <laughs> is smoking a cigar, and then with a little light on the end of it, instead of being like embers on the end of your cigar, it's just an orange pixel will flash on for one of the frames. It's just like, no. Yeah, that's kind of... So that. And then I guess this holds true for the Secret of Monkey Island special editions, like both of them. But mm. something that always bothers me, just from the fact that they build it on top of the original game, is that when they have the high-res graphics, it seems like there need to be more frames in the animations, because mm. some of the animations will look choppy and kind of weird. Where if they yeah. if they weren't running it on top of the old game, and they just, like... Well, and they probably could still do this. I don't well, know how, how their engine works. I would have put in more frames, because it, it just comes... Some of the animations just look weird. So I think... Yeah, I think we need to qualify what we're saying here because Monkey Island Two did actually make a lot of smoothing updates. Mm-hmm. A lot of the animations were they added extra frames, yeah, but not. It still looked because, choppy in yeah. places. Like well, they updated some of it, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you you use the monkey to turn the pump on Monkey. This stands out to me because I remember it specifically. There are two frames for that animation of the monkey pumping the pump, and they didn't the update it wrench. in the in the remastered version, right? Which kind of makes sense. Well, because in the original common, one, for, for common things like Guybrush walking around, right. that was smoothed out. Yeah, because they did like a skeletal animation thing. Yeah, but they didn't even do that for Day of the Tentacle. Like yeah. it was still like choppy animation that uh-huh. was that corresponded frame for frame what was running underneath. Yeah, I don't know. So there's just a lot of what felt seemed to me like like missed opportunities to make it look like really like AAA like quality like I think the game deserves. It made me a little sad, but but I that, think that kind of comes back to the fact that Double Fine, like let's face it, is not a AAA studio. Like they were probably they probably had budget mm-hmm. constraints and well, right. And I'm I this is the main like thing the, that I was gonna chalk up to the other studio though. Oh, you're gonna blame the Singapore. Those gonna Lucas blame Arts. the Singapore Lucas Arts because Grim Fandango looks nice. It's like they did. I didn't. Uh, Grim uh, Fandango had its own cut, cut corners, but we can get to that if we ever do the remastered. Okay. All the textures look nice though. Grim. No, overall Grim, they did a really solid job. It's like with Manny's Grim face is really sharp looking. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not smudgy and gross, and there are no rectangles all over his face. No, but with Grim Fandango, <laughs> like rectangles were kind of built into the art style. Well, yeah, it's the polygons. Yeah. Well, beyond the polygons, it was just the style of it, mm-hmm. like with, um, like the fact that they were just doing those paper doll skeletons. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, as, as the style that there was a lot of geometry in, and in I, just what I don't they were have going for. problems with geometry or sharp corners. I'm just talking like when there's a rectangle, it's like ninety degrees orthogonal to the camera. There's no perspective. <laughs> it's just again, there. that's a valid art style. Like it's I've not seen a that cubist 
game, man. Well, okay, no, but then that goes back to what we were already saying about how they just couldn't pick on a style. It was like yeah. they just kind of moved all over the place. Where oh, it's Chuck Jones. Oh wait, now it's Cubist. <laughs> you know, and they didn't they didn't pick one right. direction. They and didn't. Stick with yeah, it. it didn't gel. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean that all. So all that all of my complaints now that I've aired them all, <laughs> I think if you like decide not to let it bother you, then it's fine and enjoyable. And it looks nice. I, it didn't bother me, honestly. I, I know I've been kind of going into the complaining mode here, but by and large, it was just little things that I would notice as I was playing it, but it, it didn't, little like... Little diggles, you know? <laughs> Alex, what did you think of the art since... Well, we... um... So, I... Let's see, how do, how do I put this kindly? Um, I, I didn't like either version of the game. Oh, <laughs> wow. You didn't like the old one? <laughs> no. So you look at the old version, you can tell they want it to be cartoony, uh-huh. but the limitations of the time made it so it looks like Mega Man. So they're like, well, mm. we can kind of make it cartoony. We can do this. The short pitches, you know, this still works. <laughs> so you got that going on. And I'm like, man, wouldn't this be great if you could smooth out those edges? Make it HD, put all those you know details in it, could look like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It'd be mm-hmm. great. So then you flip it back to the new version, and then the people are like, well, uh, we don't really have the money, so I'll just kind of, I'm going to go paint.net, uh, let's get the big tool. <laughs> <laughs> the big tool? <laughs> yeah, the big tool. <laughs> the one, you, you get the thing, you know, smooshes all uh-huh. the graphics. You know, it's like it's like Final Fantasy VI on this SNES emulator. Uh, it looked yeah. a lot better. It's like it's like Square's mobile version of Final uh-huh. Fantasy VI. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Hold up. Hold up. It was not that bad. It was that bad. <laughs> Final Fantasy well, VI mobile is, is a travesty. Like I would not say Day of the Tentacle was that. It was the game abysmal. was not in general. So I, I feel like well, if that the, Final Fantasy VI that okay that was that's my barrier for lazy that was just it's like it's, but it's in that it's in that same vein of like we didn't care that much so we, i don't like, think it's it that out. bad i don't well, i don't but, think it was nearly uh, i do um, <clears throat> okay so um so i think i think if you wanted to remaster day of the tentacle well, they're not going to do it again. They're not going to do it again. It's all, we'll it's all you it get, 20, baby. 20 years from now. 20 years from now. We're, I, we feel like, I feel like if you want to do it right, because we're, we obviously don't like what they did, <laughs> if you want to do it right, um, well, at least we thought it was, like, limited. It was limited. Well, if you had unlimited budget, what they should have done, they should have added extra animation frames? Because it was really weird when you see these characters that are all smooth going jank, 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 jank all over the place. It probably wasn't weird for everyone else because they're used to it. And they love this game like a, like a fresh baby boy. But yeah. <laughs> well, I love that fresh baby boy. <laughs> but, but it's like for someone like me who has no attachment to it, It's I'm just thinking, why does Bernard have like a brown pocket on his white button-up shirt? You know, like why, it's why a do, pocket protector, Alex. Oh, it's a pocket protector. It, look, it looked like he like fell in some mud or something. <laughs> and and his, face looked, his face looked weird, and then while he was moving his mouth, it was just janky, and it didn't fit with the smooth aesthetics or the smooth cartoony look that the game wants to look like. So I, I don't like either version. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. harsh, because, I mean, I think for Anton and me, you like, our fallback is... The old well, version even if is we don't great. like, even if we don't like thing X that they did with the new graphics, we can always just well, flip I mean, it off so, and go so, back so to so the old get the, the other ones, the old ones, objectively better, just because it you can tell that they spent time to make it look as the as best as they can. But I would hold that the graphics were a limit, limited. Well, yeah, they're limited by the hardware. They, but well, yeah, but so now we're in the new age, and they're just like oh, watercolors. I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we're going kind of long. This is longer than I meant for it to be. So would you, okay, so let's let's rate it, and then uh, we have a piece of feedback to read. I I don't think I can rate it, because I only played five minutes. I only played the first five minutes. Well, I'm going to go with a grade of B, because I'm acknowledging that, yes, there were some cut corners in the graphics. Um, It could have been better, but I did not personally feel like it was a travesty, like a you know, defamation of the original game. Like, I would, you know, heartily recommend this remastered version to someone who hasn't played Day of the Tentacle. I wouldn't say, no, it's terrible, go out and get an original version of the game. Like, well, I, you can play the original version. Well, yeah, well, there is that. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can just try... Okay, I wouldn't say, get this and then turn off the updates. I would just say, get this. I wouldn't tell everybody, well, this is this mm. is crap, don't, don't use this version. Uh. So... It, 
Yeah, I mean, yes, there are problems with it. It's not perfect, but I wouldn't say it was a train wreck. And there's enough new stuff that I thought was nice that I'm glad that they did mm, this. Yeah. Like, the commentary and the concept art and um, the remastered audio. Remastered audio alone, if that was all I had done, I would, would be happy. So I think it was a good good thing overall, but yeah, not perfect. And I mean, I think the big gain here is that the game is no longer out of print, which right. was true for like a decade that you just couldn't, you'd have to get this game secondhand from somebody. Or you could emulate it. Yo, 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 yo fire. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would give it a B. Just based on only like the remastered new stuff. Like not, mm. like I think we all agree, like I said earlier, that the original Day of the Tentacle is a classic. So I'm just talking about new stuff that they put into it. So I, I would give it a B. I think a B is fair. It's like, it's it's like the graphics were disappointing and the music was not fantastic, but it's like the it's like it was not it's not offensive, mostly. You sounded pretty offended. I I, I was offended because I care so much about this game, mm-hmm. but it's like if you're just average Joe Joe YouTube and you're gonna play this game, it's Hi like guys, it's me Joe YouTube. <laughs> it's like you'll probably think it's fine and not really care too much, and you know you mm-hmm. can enjoy it. Right. It's like uh. I don't know, and and the commentary is is fun, and the uh, concept art was fun, so it's like I, I really didn't have. I I mean you know it's it's a it's a worthy game. So, and the game is out again. So so so, so to summarize what we're saying, the everything in the remastered edition will be pointless to someone who hasn't played Day of the Tentacle, since you don't want to play with the new graphics, and you won't care about commentary well, tracks. Well, no. It's so not... just emulate it, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I would, I would still recommend the game as a whole to somebody and just say, mm-hmm. play it with the remastered graphics. Yeah, I, w- I would too. I mean, if you're not, like, a fan of the Yeah, I think it, it, it kind of comes back to the fact that, again, Anton and I have played this game hundreds of times, so we're, uh, like, average Joe YouTube would probably not notice an errant pixel in the corner of the screen right. if they're just experiencing the game and paying attention to the dialogue and the puzzles, well, which would, we've just kind of memorized at this well, point. Why would Joe YouTube play this game when the new Five Nights at Freddy's is coming All right, out? okay, I think we're done. <laughs> Did you have any, like, actual, like... Were you done, Anton? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to rate it a B and you are, like, salty about the... I should probably go up to a B plus then <laughs> just so there's some differentiation. Oh, well, it's like... I don't know, I'm trying to think... Of all the possible ratings, I feel like there was a decent amount of work put into it, and it's like it wasn't like abysmal or awful. It's like there weren't. It wasn't like even when there were weird things, it was like oh, I can I can let it slide. Mm-hmm. It's a style, I guess. You know. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't. I didn't think it like totally gelled, but it wasn't like painful to suffer. I didn't have to suffer through it. It's like I could play through the game with a clean conscience and in the updated mode and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so it's like I can recommend it to people. It's well, just I, I I wish it could have been better. Well, I, I was thinking about it, and Blizzard accidentally leaked the fact that they're making a remastered version of StarCraft One, which is all pixely. So I was thinking, if they did what they did with Dave the Tentacle, or they just make it all mush, you know, like mashed potato uh-huh. man, then I, I think I would be really offended. So I, I, f- I feel like you guys are rating it too high for the amount of ranting you did about the graphics. Well, I was I was picking up... as a whole, like, there were, there were five dimensions that we talked about. Mm-hmm. There was music and interface and art and whatnot. So I think even if we were, like, not happy with the graphics, there was, there was a bunch of other benefits mm. that you get out of this. Yeah. Like I said, the voices were fantastic. And then you get all the bonus fun stuff like commentary and concept art. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention this, but they also added like little particle effects that were sometimes kind of fun. Yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier. I didn't see a good place to bring it up. Yeah, like when you're walking around outside the mansion in the past, there are like these leaves that blow by on mm-hmm. the screen. I thought that was really cool. Some of them are kind of kind of weird looking, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because they were off by themselves. Like you'd see a single like dust poof and be like, well... Okay. I like the dust poofs. I got okay. far enough to see those dust poofs, and I was impressed. <laughs> okay. So there you go. There's anyway. That. The, maybe plus, maybe minus. It depends on how you feel about dust poofs and, and other such angles. <laughs> I'm going to have mine to B plus, because <laughs> okay. I was not that salty about the graphics. All right. I just can't wait to see what we have to say about Zorg. Well, let's see what <laughs> feedbackers have to say about wow. this. Okay. We got a piece of feedback 
from Peter Stockwell. Yeah, Peter Stockwell! He wrote in to us about Day of the Tentacle Remaster, and here's what he has to say about the game. I was rather torn about buying Day of the Tentacle Remastered. I still have the CD-ROM version of the game, so honestly there isn't much practical reason I needed to buy it. Nevertheless, I'm glad it's now available again and that fans of the game can finally play it again. I'm going to start off by saying that I'm not a fan of the new art. The original pixel art had a lot of personality. I w- it was an abstraction of the Chuck Jones style and as such was already very lively. The problem really is that the new art highlights what was wrong with the original pixel art. From what I could tell, the art is an exact recreation of the pixel art, but it doesn't have the limitations of the original. Hoagie's shoes, for example, aren't in the right perspective to appear properly anchored on the ground in either version, but the pixel art is a greater abstraction than the new art, so now it's more apparent. Fortunately, they left the option to flop between the original and the new art. I only wish that it was faster to switch between the two. That remained my biggest complaint. They added a new control scheme option, uh, which was a little clunky at first, but I got used to it. I can't help but feel that it needed another draft on that, though, because it quickly becomes quite cluttered depending on the object you're interacting with. Although it does give implicit hints by only showing the player the actions that you could actually use on an object. I did genuinely enjoy the commentary track, I just wish we could have had more of it. Also, I'm amazed that the Maniac Mansion remained accessible in the game. Mm. All in all, I'm ecstatic that the new release of the game is available. I was fortunate enough to snag a CD copy of the game back in the day, but now it's been nearly impossible to legally get the game for many years now. I take issue with the new art style, but since you can opt out of it, that's really not an issue. So, that's what Peter thought. I actually didn't even think to bring up Maniac Mansion being in the yeah. game. That was really cool. Uh-huh. So that 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 uh, solidifies my B plus. The fact that Maniac Mansion is still in it and one hundred percent playable. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> such yeah, a cool, such credit. a cool Easter egg that just up completely preserved. I, I'm curious, Anton. Did you try it on the PlayStation Four? Mm-hmm. What did they do for the interface? You um, just moved the cursor. You just around. moved the cursor. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I, I just got to say, Peter, embrace your inner pirate. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> advice from Alex. So, yeah, I. I, yeah, that totally slipped my mind. Yeah, I'm glad he brought that up. I was yeah, we should mm-hmm. talk about how awesome that is that you can still play Maniac Mansion. So now, like between like this and the remastered versions of games and what's available on Steam and good old games, I think there's only like three Lucas Arts games that are still out of print. Mm-hmm. And one of those is Name full. Thr- one of those is Full Throttle, which they've announced they're working on a remastered version. The other two are Curse of Monk Island and Escape from Monk Island. I think everything else is available, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. That we, we, we live in a time when these games, which were previously like eBay only, like you'd have to get a used copy from somebody mm-hmm. else. Now or like almost their entire library is now downloadable, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. What about the Indiana Jones games? Are those... Fate of Atlantis and Last Crusade are both yeah. available. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I do really appreciate it. This is a wonderful time we live in. We live <laughs> in the best timeline. Yes. So anyway, thank you, Peter, for sending in that feedback. Um, yeah, I thought he had... Uh, he agreed with pretty much everything no, that I know. we he's, said. He's, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> of the same mind. We should we should totally get him on to co-host a future episode because yes. he <laughs> clearly thinks the same way we do. Oh, I do have to say, though, at least on the PlayStation version, there was a button on the controller that was mapped to switching between the versions. Oh, nice. So I could just sit there and tap back and forth and back and forth. I'll... Oh, well, yeah, on, on the PC version... Um, I, you just have to hit F1. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if he was playing on a different version where mm-hmm. it was slower, or, or if he's just talking about the transition in general that oh, wasn't yeah. fast enough. That it would mm-hmm. like crossfade. And I bet he t- doesn't have a gaming PC and had load times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Alex's PC superiority is coming out again. So, I think that's it for this episode. Doesn't even have an SSD. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for this episode. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Um, when we come back next time, we're going to be reviewing Zork as a full episode. We have some more mini episodes planned, but uh, we'll get to those someday. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. If you have wise words about Zork or mem- happy memories from playing Zork in your youth, you should send them to us. And send we will them to podcast them. at ridgewayfilms.com. And, uh, or suggestions for future episodes. Yes, we'll accept either of those. And also, um, I've decided that I'm going to start doing this incredibly cliche and slightly annoying thing that you hear on other podcasts but please leave us uh, a rating on no! iTunes <laughs> it would, I would really appreciate it 
because you know we crave feedback from other people. So if you want to leave a review where you actually tell us what you like and what you don't like, that would be awesome. Mm, and and uh, also, I, I just well, need another piece of feedback. <laughs> no, I just, I, just I, I, I want to hear what people. Well, yeah, think. this is true. And the more we hear, the better we can make it. So yeah. we can hear what people like and do more of that. We can hear what people don't like and mm. stop doing that. So well, from, all, all from what I hear, gonna, all the people are going to write in and say you should throw that little dummy out, <laughs> <laughs> referring to me. <laughs> Yeah, so, but from what I hear, iTunes's podcast search algorithms kind of rely on the number of reviews and the ratings. That was the other heavily. thing I was going to say is that if you, the more we the more ratings, and we don't even care if they're five star. You can rate whatever you want, but the more ratings we get, the more visible it will yeah. be, and the more feedback we'll get, and the better podcast we'll have. So it mm-hmm. works works out great for everybody. We just want to make cool podcasts. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Send help. So, anyway, that's I think that's it for this. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.